0: Better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. It's episode three forty nine of the Big Show, some enforcer based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. I've I've done that intro like six times already. Uh, huh. Yeah, how you guys doing? Um, Late to the party or early? Uh, depends how you look at it. No, it's just the, the silly season going on, and lots of uh, didn't have an opportunity to to, uh, to record on Wednesday, and uh, but I'm here now, a little early, so I'm ahead of the game for Sunday. You know, so uh, we're gonna do a Saturday. How's that? We'll go in the middle. Um, yeah, I uh, hope you guys had a chance to check out my last episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had uh, Rob on, who's. Uh, uh, you know, people, for the members of the hockey, uh, fights and brawls group know him. He's always around there bouncing around. I hope he's healing up. And, uh, but he, uh, he, he took time to sit down and do the 10 questions and we had a lot of fun talking and, uh, it was cool to, uh, to, uh, you know, to, well, meet him. Well, air quotes, meet him. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, and it was, it was good. Lots of fun. I hope you guys check that episode out, uh, as well as the, uh, well, the other 300... And, well, that's asking a lot if, you, if this is your first time listening. To go back and listen to 340 episodes. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's my show and I wouldn't even do that. Um, but uh, definitely check out the back catalog. We have got some cool interviews in there with... Morasti, McIntyre-Wingfeld, Jerry Tedarenko, Roman Volpat, Clark Wilm, Jeff Rogers, Chris McAllister. You know, check them out. Uh, lots of good guys in there. Uh, Pierre-Luc Leblanc, stuff like that. So... Um. Yeah, I encourage you to do that. Oh, well, boys and girls, what are we, uh, what are we going to talk about today? I've uh, got my notes here, uh, in front of me. Um, we'll talk about, uh, you know, a couple, uh, my week, my week, you know, people enjoy the my week on the internet segment. I, I got a few, few, uh, gems for that. Um, uh, you know, we've got some signings, got some suspensions that we're going to talk about. Uh, and then I got a list. It's very interesting. Um. It was from, uh, Tyler, uh, he's a listener and, uh, he actually emailed me and he brought it up. I don't actually remember this conversation cause it was a while ago. Um, and it was, uh, I, well, I'll read the email when the segment comes up, but, uh, needless to say him and his friends, uh, they did a list and it was, uh, kind of the 10, um, I guess, how do you word it? Um, Sort of shooting stars, what could have been that kind of thing? You know, they played in the NHL and maybe it, it you know, they didn't play for a long time or it didn't work out, whether it be on th- through, self destruction or just bad timing or just, you know, you didn't have a spot or, you know, wrong era, whatever. Um, I don't know what the list, is. I haven't looked at the list, so I don't know who's on their list, but that was sort of what in this, I'll read the email when I get to the segment, but that was sort of what was, uh, mentioned in the email sort of the parameters of what they did so we'll get into that i'm i'm looking forward to doing that so i'm, I'm looking uh, i'm looking forward to reading that email and uh, or doing that list um so um but first uh you know talk about a few jolly jokers that i have to i guess i don't have to but you know it's probably this probably the right thing to do um well, we uh, first, of course, we have, uh, you know, Jolt and Joel Lazito over there at the Coliseum Chronicles. Uh, he's got a big interview coming, folks. I'm not going to tell you who I'm not going to spoil it for Joe. Uh, but I, as far as I know, I don't think this guy's ever done a interview before a podcast interview. And, uh, minor league legend to say the least. You guys will dig this shit. Uh, I'm jealous. I wish I had gotten in on that. I wish I had uh, gotten them, but, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be cool. But in the meantime, you can check out Joe's back catalog. He's a Trevor Gillies on Mick Fakoda, Dean Ewan, Jason Strudwig, Aaron Asham, on and on. Um, bang up. Joe does a bang up job and this interview is going to be cool. Cause, um, like when I do an interview, I like to think I'm, I'm fairly thorough Holy sh! I look like the Cole's notes compared to c- compared to Joe. Um, yeah, he not only turn like I said doesn't turn over rocks, he turns over pebbles. So the, you know, you want to dig, he's digging. All right, so yeah, if you if you didn't know a dude at the start, you'll know everything about him. But you, shit, you might know a social insurance number by the end of that, by the end of his interviews. So no, it'll it'll be a good one. But uh, Joe does a bang up job, and I'm really looking forward to hearing this uh, this new interview when it comes out. And then also uh, Alec. At the Five for Fighting podcast. Oh, Mud Show finally decided to do a show old Sicky McGee. I've been trying to get him to do mine for like two weeks. <laughs> He's got the sniffles and a cough. He can't. Oh, what a candy ass, I'm telling you. But he managed to uh okay, this one. He was on Instagram last night live. He re- well, he recorded, but he was also doing a live Instagram thing. That's actually a pretty cool. Like I said, I'm kind of getting it just getting into Instagram, fourth line voice, THPN on Instagram. Um yeah, I know that's, the kids are into the gram, as they say. I don't know. I'm not a, ugh. I guess I just haven't been on the the app long enough to know all the stuff. I just, I find it, I don't know what it is, clunky and just kind of, I don't know. I just, I'm not a, I'm not an Instagram fan early on, to say the least early on. But, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to just, oh, I'm quitting. Like, no, I'll keep I mean, I'm posting my stuff. I guess what it is, is I've forgotten what it's like to be new. Like back when you when I started Twitter way back in the day, you know, it's like you didn't have any followers and you had to build it slowly and whatever, right? Well, I'm used to have, not that I have millions of followers now, but I don't know, I have 7,000 or some followers on Twitter, right? So you just kind of think like, I'm going to have that many on Instagram. Like, I mean, I know that's not realistic, but you know what I'm saying? You know, all of a sudden you just go and you look and your follower count's like six and it's like, ugh, what am I? So I'm going to post this for six people to see, you know, and you try to put all the hashtags in there, but it's like, uh, you know, it's a slow process for sure. But anyway, that's another avenue to, to, I mean, it's for the show is why I'm doing it. That's the only reason, well, that's the only reason I'm on any social media. I hate social media. So I mean, the only reason I'm on it is for the, to promote the show, or like I put up pictures and videos for people to start following me. To then they see my posts about, oh, this guy's got a podcast too. Maybe I should listen to it. So it's all it's all in a roundabout way advertising to get them to listen to the podcast. So I well, and I take that back. I shouldn't say I hate social media. I well, there's lots about it that I hate. There is, I mean, if it wasn't for social media, obviously I wouldn't have the listeners to the show that I have and the interactions that I have with people. So in that sense, it's good. I've enjoyed it that way to meet fellow fans and have an opportunity to talk to players that I've had and et cetera. So that part of it's been good. I, I don't, I shouldn't sit, sit here and, you know, shake my fist and say, it was. it's all been terrible. No, it hasn't been. But when you just sit and scroll and stuff, that's why I always say don't scroll. You drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Like it's a cesspool. And I'm going to get to that in my, my week on the internet here shortly, but yeah. So anyway, what was it? Where was I ram rambling here about, you know, it's Friday night and I'm staring off out the window. Oh, Alec. Yeah. So he was on it. Inst- the one thing I, I was funny with Instagram though is because of course you could do the chat thing on the side while he's talking, right? You got his head on the left and there's the chat on the right. Well, Jay and I were in the chat and of course we were just busted, busting his balls the whole time. He, and I could, funny, he'd be talking. I could see his eyes go over. So I knew he was reading the screen. So yeah, we, we were having fun doing that and Ryan Devine and Anthony Collins and a bunch of Harrison Harper and a bunch of guys popped in and in and out and people were coming in and out of the chat and stuff. But it was, uh, no, it's a cool little gimmick. It's, um, I'm not saying I'd never do it. I don't know. I'm, I haven't really thought about it yet. I need to get a camera. I don't have a camera for this computer. My wife, we had a camera. But my wife took it to school way back when, because um, she's a teacher, right? And when they were doing like, well, actually she took it for the uh, for the in-service meetings and stuff. Uh, and, well, I never needed a camera before. So it was like, I should, not that they're expensive, I should go buy one, I guess. But somebody asked me the other day, like, why don't I do video? It's like, well, I never really thought about it. You know, cause I, I often get, uh, I, I digress, um, the, uh, you know, people talk, like I have a YouTube channel and all that and fourth line voice and YouTube over 2,000 fight videos. Please subscribe, but I got a lot of, I have 3,000 some subscribers on YouTube, but it was like, yeah, you should do a video show. I don't, do people watch YouTube podcast? Like who'd I don't understand who would watch a podcast on YouTube. Like, you just you see two talking heads. I don't know, like why? I guess because I like the audio version because I'm in and out of the truck or I'm driving or I'm like I'm doing something else while listening to the podcast. I don't want to just sit on my computer and stare at a screen and just watch two talking heads. I mean, I mean obviously people do, but I mean I don't see the like I don't know. That's just me. I I don't get it myself. And I mean, and there's a bunch of them that I see that. You go and look and it's like they got like 19 views. And it's like, you know, was that to go buy a camera, set it up? Well, like, is that really worth it for 19 people? Like those 19 people are probably going to listen to listen to it on iTunes anyway. So I don't know. Just a thought. I'm just as I'm talking here. Um, but anyway, Alec. Does have a tremendous back. It's good to see them back though. And, uh, oh, he lost a bunch of weight there. Holy shit. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, lost 50 some pounds and, uh, you know, hopefully he can bounce back from the sickness here. And, uh, I'm going to actually have him and him and Jay on the show shortly. We're going to kind of do a minor league kind of, uh, maybe like a Christmas type, uh, you know, where are we at so far? Who's, who's, Who's hot and who's not, that kind of thing, and who to watch out for in the second half. I guess not really, well, it's sort of getting towards the all-star break-ish, kind of. Ah, at the quarter, we're at the quarter poll maybe, and we'll, we'll just talk about, I just like having, to be completely honest, don't, don't tell them I said this, but I just like having those two goofs on. It's, it's, it's been pretty fun, and, uh, it's always fun to have those guys on, and, uh, you know, cause we have more laughs actually off the air than, than we do when we're on it. But, uh, yeah. But Jay's the big Southern Pro guy because he's in Quad City and he goes, to, he's a, he's a ticket holder with the storm and he's up to date with the league. If you go to his D Skunk YouTube channel, he's got all the Southern Pro fights up there and he's been doing it for years. So he's my Southern Pro guy. And, uh, Alec, of course, is the East Coast league guy and, uh, and, uh, definitely gonna, uh, oh, I got, I have messages, folks. Who is that? It's, um, I've been, uh I've, 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 I'm i on a quest here to find out what Mel Engelstad's number was when he played for the Las Vegas, his three games, of the Las Vegas Thunder. Nick needs to know. Uh, well, speaking of Mel has replied to me. Hold on, folks. We're going to go right on the air. Well, the, uh, that was anti the The mystery continues. Mel didn't remember what number he wore. Like he said, at that point, I was just happy to be there. So whatever number they gave me, uh, was what I was going with. Uh, but he said he might have some pictures. So he's going to get back to me. So the, the mystery, the, the deepens. Right? So if anybody out there in the listening audience, uh, remembers what number Mel wore in his three games of the Las Vegas Thunder, uh, <laughs> reach out and tell us, you know, And uh, that'd be great, but uh, Nick, I'm trying, we're trying, I'm exhausting all resources here. Well, I went right to the source, how about that? But, uh, and he was absolutely no help. (laughs) Actually, and uh, I want to do, I want to say on the air, congratulations to Mel Engelstadt for those who don't know, I know Mel's got a lot of fans out there. If you don't know, Mel has been a firefighter in Fort McMurray for a number of years now, uh, since retirement, and um, he just got named fire captain. Uh, last week. So, congratulations to Mel. And, uh, yeah, there you go. What you, I think he just punches the flames. That's probably what he does. That's, you know, but, uh, no, he has obviously become very successful with life outside after hockey. So, um, we will, uh, I just wanted to say congratulations. Congratulations to Mel. So, I know, folks, I'm working on it. Believe me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working on trying to get him to do the podcast. I think we'd ha- I think we'd do a great interview. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And uh, well, I'm, I'm working on him. <laughs> but um, where where we? oh Alec Mudshow? Yeah, check him out again. He's got a tremendous back catalog. By Lois, Rob Ray, Jason Rushton, Sean Pete, on and on. So check it out. And on the Instagram Live, he uh, I think he I think he's going to be doing that. I think um, I think going forward, I know what we've talked about. I think he mentioned it when he was on my last show. Um, you know, like I said, he's he's definitely uh, kind of gone in, uh, in like leans towards that East Coast league, and I and I know you know he, he's friends with a number of the players, and uh, and he's had a bunch of them on the show, or Body Collins, all those Nico Blatchman, um, and I and I think he wants to continue, uh, you know, obviously getting them on the show, but in that Instagram Live type form and. Uh, I know it's something he's looking into and, uh, cause last night was the first time he had done it on Instagram. So I think going forward, he might be doing that a little more often. So follow him on social media and, uh, yeah, keep abreast of that sort of thing. Um, all right. Now, and if you're whatever podcast you happen to be listening to, I know I always say this, but I, you know, whatever, i got going to keep drilling it into your guys's heads. Cause the, 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 the ratings aren't coming. um, Whatever podcast you have in or mind or Joe's or whoever show you're listening to outside of Rogan and, and let's they don't need your help. They're okay. But if you could rate the show, this little star rating at the top of the thing on Spotify and on iTunes, if you could rate our shows it helps us out in the algorithms, it would be greatly appreciated. And I'm not just saying that for my show. Like I said, for any podcast that you listen to, smaller shows, that helps us out huge. And download, don't stream. That's how we get paid. <laughs> so there you go. But subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. All right. Well, there enough. Let's get on with this show, shall we? Um, well, a couple of a uh, couple of enforcer signings to talk about. A brand new one uh, today, actually. The uh, the Blue Ridge Bobcats of the Federal Pro Hockey League have signed Ice Wars competitor Corey the freak, the Alley Train Corey Allen. Um I had Corey on the show, good guy. talked to him I hung out with him at Ice Wars, uh in Edmonton at the first two. So uh good dude. Um wishing uh Corey luck. We were kinda chatting back and forth today as he was getting ready as he's flying down there and I know he is in the well, the game will be over now, but he was dressed tonight in Baton Rouge. So I hope uh I know he signed a four game PTO and I think at that point, um it's sort of uh, you know, play it by ear kind of thing. So hopefully he can stick and uh you know, he's going to come out of the gate swinging. So, uh, he played, I know he did play last year. He played about eight games with Delaware. And I believe Delaware's team folded. Um, but he had played the final kind of eight games of the year with them and, uh, had a couple of good fights, had a really good fight actually with Daniel Amesbury and, uh, did, he did, he did well in it. Um, actually caught Daniel pretty good and Daniel kind of, you know, if you, the fight's all online, you can kind of see he kind of goes down a little bit, but he gets back up and keeps going. But, um, it definitely caught him. So. But, uh, good, good luck to Corey. So, um, and, uh, what I, I've got, oh, next, I got people text, tweeting me all over the place here. Um, another signing with Sorrell, uh, Gabby Rock is back in the LNAH, uh, with Sorrell. Um, I see he's had a, he's had a couple fights already to, in, in the last little while. And, uh, no, um, actually he just had a fight tonight. I, I just, I just watched it actually. Um. So, yeah, uh, another, another signing, uh, a couple trades, uh, or a trade, uh, Darian Skiho got traded from Savannah to Adirondack. Um, so that'll be interesting, because now he went from tag teaming with Anthony Collins to now he's tag teaming with Nico Blatchman. So, um, that could be a real, um, interesting dynamic there. and Skiho's awesome, man. If you go and watch his last, well, he was great in the Western League and, uh, and the last, last year and, uh, and this year in the East Coast League, he's just been, uh, he's been killing guys. And, uh, yeah, big fan of Skiho. Uh, I'm not quite sure if he's signed. Yeah, like I don't think it just happened. So I don't know if he's, if he's got to Adirondack or what's happening there, but the trade has been made. Um, well, and, and then. Finally, just on the suspension front, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Daniel Amesbury has been suspended 18 games by the f- uh, Federal League. Um, uh, well, the reasoning being, uh, you know, because he was, oh, if you're suspended, it's sort of like, and you have a full 12-month calendar year, uh, you accumulate suspensions, and it was 11 months since he had his last one. He got 13 games before that. And, um this one was a tough, tough one. It was a hit. Um, the kid was coming in, and uh, he was throwing a he's throwing a pass. He was at the su- he was coming in. He was throwing a pass on net, and he had he had delivered the pass, and it might have been a tad late. But Amesbury, you know, finishing his check because uh for those that don't, he's playing defense this year. Um, you know, it was finishing his check into the boards, um, and what's. It? The kid sees Amesbury coming, and he, and he does what all of a he got. They turn into the boards. like they, It's like these guys don't know how to receive a body check. And he kind of turns into the boards, and Amesbury runs them. But it was like, I mean, there's been... It wasn't like, oh, holy shit, it was, you know, Scott Stevens, he's trying to plow him right through the end wall. It wasn't like anything like that. But he finished his check solid. Like, you would have known he was there. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with a hard body check you know, probably got the forearm up around the head a little bit. Um you know, it was a bit of a shiver that happens. Uh you know, it looked like every hit in the nineties, but I mean, yeah, okay, you can't do that now. Am I saying it wasn't suspendable? Ow. Oh. The problem became is the kid sort of went into convulsions and I believe had a seizure. Um he's 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 out of the hospital and everything now, but it, it just, the optics of it, that's the, that's the word I'm looking for. The optics weren't good. And I will say with Ainsbury, um, and I've said it on this show before, and this is not a slight towards him or anything like that. He, he does what he, he plays the role and he's vocal and there's been mic'd up videos about it. And of course, everybody's seen Ice Wars and the Rough and Rowdy and, um, the last couple of years in minor league hockey, Daniel Ainsbury has made a pretty big name for himself. And he's on social media and he's promoted that way. And that's, air quote, his brand. Um, so when he plays in these games with Danbury, um, and that's the other thing. Danbury's good. Like I said, like, I, when I was on the show, I, did I already, t- now that I'm saying this, did I already talk about this in the last episode where he got suspended? Hmm. you do so many episodes so if I'm chewing my food twice I apologize but whatever bear with if I did I don't remember Um but uh, you know he's really made a name for himself and uh, you know and it's like anything with that in Danbury he's a hero and everywhere else they hate him and I you read the comments and everything else and people want him out of the league and all this and he's a goon and he's whatever and um, and the, what well, I was, or yeah, to, to finish my thought on that, Dan, the other thing is, Danbury's good. So that's the thing, you're a sewer, if you're in last place, no one gives a shit, right? Um, or actually then you're mad because you're losing, you're just being bad sports, or whatever they cry about nowadays. But Danbury won it last year, and so basically they, so not only they beat you on the scoreboard, but now this guy's running around kicking everyone's ass. Cause really, Danbury had how many fights last year? Yeah, I don't think he lost any. And he plays the role and like I said, he, and he's done a bunch of mic'd up videos. There's a guy in Danbury that does a lot of stuff with the trashers and does a lot of mic'd up stuff and that sort of thing. And the Amesbury videos have been real popular and on the videos he's running around yelling at guys and I'll fucking kill you, Dutch and I'll kill you. He's bullying a, he's being a bully asshole. That's. He's doing what the role is. I mean he's doing what the enforcer role is. And but that's the thing. Nowadays people don't know what it is, so they just watch it and they're like, who is this guy? And oh he's a psycho. He's not really, but it's just whatever. But he's doing what he needs to do. Problem becomes is when you have those videos and you start building that rep up like you're the, you know, the dog off the leash and you know, the pit bull off the leash, and then you do a hit like that, or you do something borderline, or whatever, Oh, right away, it's, oh, look, the crazy psycho is this, and whatever, and it's, he's not a crazy, he knows exactly what he's doing, and it's not like he's running around, stabbing people, and swinging sticks, and tomahawking people over the head, like, no, he's shoving guys, or he comes in, he's like, hey, you keep talking, I'll beat your shit out of you, and whatever, and you know, and he's in a stat, people have seen his fights on YouTube, they've seen him on Ice Wars, and they're, you know, like he is the toughest guy in the league, I don't think anybody in the Federal League will debate that, so it's like, yeah, it's like basically like having, you know, well, whatever, like Bob Probert or Dave Brown, they were the kingpins of the NHL coming over to you and like, hey, you touch him again, I'm going to punch you in the face, or I'm going to kick the shit of you, guys won't do it, and they won't say much, they just skate away, well that's what Amesbury's doing, you know, and it's like he's playing that role. And it's like... But like I said, to newer fans or whatever, it's like completely foreign. It's not like... I always laugh when people talk like he's, very, he's doing shit no one's ever done before. It's like, okay, they've been doing it. No, Now you just... You know, you haven't seen it in the NHL or whatever for a while. But this isn't new shit that he's doing. But he's very animated with it and whatever. And plus, back then when it was going on, there was no mic'd up shit, right? So this is all... And again, so in saying all that, like I said, he, uh, he's become very polarizing. And I and I, and I think in a lot of ways, and this is just me talking. I don't know anybody at the, in the head office of the Federal League or anything. I think they're also going to make an example of Because they've heard it. I'm sure all the other teams, guarantee all the other teams are crying about him. Especially when they're winning, too. And, you know, and he's all over social media. And they're like, yeah, do we need this guy in our league. And he gives the league a bad name. Oh, he's a goon and whatever. You know the talk. You know the talk, so I think in, when they if they have an opportunity to really kind of hit him hard, they'll do it. And 18 games for that hit, uh, like come on, they could go on. Oh, it was cumulative. Well, he had 12 games before. Well, that was a horseshit suspension too. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been suspended, but 12 games, really. But again, it's their. You know, it's not the act; it's who did it. I think more or less. If if any other player in the Federal League had done what Amesbury had. There's no way they would get 18 games. Um, again, I know I said it was a key. but you know what I'm saying. They're 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 making an example out of him, and they don't and they don't like him. I know the league office doesn't like him. At the same time, it's like I, I, he's the he's probably the most, well. He's got to be the most popular player. Again, I'm not going to Danbury games, but I I venture to say he's the most popular player. Um, he's the most well known guy. I'm sure in the league. And, you know, and they just don't like it. So he's going to get made an example of every chance they can't, they have. And, um, I mean, and like I said, at the end of the day, I mean, that's how stupid these leagues are instead of embracing it and adopting it. And it's again, I'm not saying this to knock anybody in that league, but it's the federal league. It's like, really? Like if you can get anybody talking about it, it's a good thing. And, you know, I, I think. I would have brought every guy from Ice Wars down there, and you know, turn it into kind of a LNH light in that sense. You can still play. There's still 60 minutes of hockey that gets played and everything else. But I think if you bring an old school style with a bunch of fights and you know some goals and everything else and some hits, and some bad blood, yeah, now now you're cooking here. But you know, again, they they, they try to window dress it, and church it up, and and like I said, so. Amesbury is getting kind of made an example of. And again, I'm nothing, I'm not saying all the kid didn't embellish it or what clearly he didn't. And it was, it was just, it was a tough, it was a tough shot. And hopefully the kid, every, everything's fine. But, um, as far as I know it is, but, uh, I, I just think 18 games is horse shit, but you know, and I think it's obviously a witch hunt for Amesbury and yeah. And it's too bad that leagues do that. it's like, all you're doing at the end of the day is cutting your own balls off. So it's like, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, whatever, but such. Again, I'm not. I'm talking out of a place of surprise. I'm not surprised at all. But it's just. It's more just eye rolling at this point. But uh, you know, it's a shame, Princebury. But uh, yes. So that's the enforcers news and notes that I had. To, I wanted to throw at you, but uh, um, my week on the internet. Well, it, I, I want. I'm not going to go long about this either, but. Uh, Alec had brought it up, well I just, it was more just funny. Alec once again went deep dive into the, again with the whole hitting, fights after hits thing. And Alec went and added up all the team totals for hits and then dealt into the fights and I think he, I think the, the math worked out to, I believe there's a fight every 94 hits is how the math worked out. I believe is what Alec came up with, something like that. Um, and he put it all over social media in the different fight groups. And it was interesting reading the replies. And of course, the one guy's like, oh yeah, but those, those hit stats are bullshits. How many fights started after hard hits? Like, so again, now you gotta make absolute. So Alec goes, well, I don't think they, you know, obviously they don't differentiate in the hit category, like, oh, sm- is this isn't small, medium, and large, you know, in terms of hitting. I said that's like a shots on goal. Do they count which shots were hard shots and which shots weren't? Like, you know, uh, so Alec, but and Alec gives this guy, well, here's some videos from wherever NHL.com or whatever. It's oh, this month's big daily big hits or monthly big hits and their videos are a couple minutes long, and it's all the big hits that this guy's talking about. There wasn't a, I think there was a fight after two of them. So Alex's like, well, there you go. Like, there's your big hits, and there still wasn't any fight. Yeah, well, that's just like, you're you're just pushing your agenda, bro. That's your opinion. (laughs) Like I said, like I said the other day, it's the the same bozos. It's probably the same goofs that love to yell fake news, you know, but you give like it's your opinion. Well no, it's not my opinion. I just gave you video evidence. And st- I, I, this is the argument I had with Corey Bolio. He kept saying that was my opinion. I said it's not an opinion. I'm giving you hard numbers. These are the stats. And my stat at the time was that the Pittsburgh Penguins lead the led the NHL in hits per game, but it were 30th in fights. So I said well clearly there isn't fighting after hits like everybody talks about. And then there are, and then Bolio and a couple of guys are arguing with me. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, I watch. I said, he goes, I don't need your stats. I watch hockey every night. Oh, okay. Like like I told him, I, I don't think you have 14 screens going watching every game. Oh, well, the game I watched, there was a hit and then they fought right after. Okay, but there was other eight other games where nothing happened. But I'm sure there was a few hits in all eight games. But there was no fights in any of them. So you see where the math is? Then it's like, well, yeah, but nobody got hit hard. Oh, well, okay, here we go. Now this is definition of, oh, if it has to be a hard hit. Now, I'm not saying that the, the, their hit numbers aren't horse shit. Because, I mean, I don't know where they get that. Like, you rub you rub a guy out. How, uh, you can go over there, a little double entendre there. Well, you know what I'm saying. You, you lightly bump a guy and it. Oh, there's a hit. No, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, now now it's like, oh, only the real hard hits. Then they fight all the time. They don't, though. Or Truba would lead the league in fights, and he doesn't. So it's just like but you can't win with some of these people. Again, they've gone so far down the rabbit hole, and this is the narrative that's been pushed. And Darren, I know you might be listening. You argued with me. Oh, no one's... Because I, 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 I said the same thing. Oh, yeah, somebody put up a, a hit of a big fight. Or... Yeah had put a video up of a big hit, but there was no fight. So I, I of course, I typed, um, I said, oh, where did the fight go? I I was told it happens after every big hit. And I've been told that numerous times. Like I said, I argued with ex-players about this. Well, Darren tells me, well, nobody would say that. And I'm like, well, clearly you haven't been on the social media that I've been on because it's on my feed constantly. And he goes, well, people are morons then. I'm like, well, yeah, welcome to my feed. Yes, they are. But this narrative has been pushed. Even Tortorella said it the other day when he's talking about the no-hit league. He's like, oh, now if you throw a big hit, you have to fight all the time. You don't, though. But again, this is, Ed Olchek was crying about it last year. These, yes, there's plenty. This isn't just Marner boy 34 telling me this. No, it's you have NHL ex-players saying this shit. And it's not true. Again, the stat, like, for people that, while we, oh, if, it no proof, no proof, well, there's your proof. You have stats and then you have video. Alec gives this, and this guy's still arguing with him. It's just like, ah, oh. so now you're just a troll, basically, because you don't, you're not listening. But like I said, some of these guys are so far down the rabbit hole that, or they've just bought into so much, they've just, the bull, oh, you've been hit over the head enough times, I guess you start believing it, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's all bullshit, so, but yeah, just the replies to that were just nonsense, and then I don't know, it's yeah, uh, anyway. <clears throat> have we t- have I talked about that topic on here before? <laughs> um, the only other one I was gonna talk, eh, I won't, I, the one I was gonna talk about because it was so um unnecessary, and um, I, I well, I'm not sure how many people know, but. Uh, friend of the show, friend of network, uh, we share the network, Terry Ryan. Um, he also, uh, besides his podcast, he also does a show with, uh, Jason Gregor in Edmonton on sports 1440. Um, anyway, they must have been talking there. I, I don't, forgive me. I don't know the kid, the kid from Montreal. Uh, Apparently, I don't know if he got sent to the American league and he doesn't want to report or whatever. Something's going on with Montreal and some young kid anyway. So they had, so Terry on the show talked about it and he said, and I'll just read the little tweet here and then we kind of whatever, but, uh, the dumbest decision I ever made in my life was not re-signing with Montreal. I didn't go to camp. I went to the then IHL and you know what? Montreal had their most injuries ever. Had I stayed there and even stayed in the minors, uh, I'd have had a chance to play. I understand what. Broberg is or Broberg I believe is, is frustrated But the smart decision For him is to go down Play well And be ready In case of an injury occurs Or let other teams See what you can do and, and and Or other teams Can see what you can do Period I have a great life now But after that Montreal decision I was out of hockey Three years later Don't let frustration Rule your decision Is my advice This is Terry Ryan's quote um, So a bunch of people Are replying And oh You know Blah 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 And, uh, well, I laughed because Bozo, who has now blocked me, so I can't read the tweets anymore, but basically said, oh, this is the last guy that should be giving anyone advice. He would have been out of hockey in three years anyway. See, it's like... Are you just like okay? Do you hate Shorzy or something? Like what? What did Terry Ryan ever do to you? That's your shit talk. So I basically just replied: Terry Ryan was a first round pick and had eighty two points in one hundred and twenty six AHL games to go along with four hundred and forty five penalty minutes. He wasn't going to be out of hockey. This is exact, and this is exactly who should be giving young players advice. Hashtag get a clue. And of course, the guy. Oh, I laugh. He, he replies to me, but then he blocks me so I can't see his reply. So I'm sure he's motherfucking me and whatever, but it was just so unnecessary. And like, it's like, well, no, I would, I would believe, and again, it's not a shot at Terry. Terry will say the same thing, but it's like, I believe the failed first round prospect who made a bad decision in his dealing with Montreal management is the perfect person to be talking about this. Yeah. And this idea that Terry Ryan was. Some clown that was like, no, he put up good numbers and, uh, you know, on a, for a coach at the time in Fredericton that didn't like him. And it was, I'm sure it wasn't like he was getting massive amounts of ice time, but first year he has, you know, in like 60 games, he has 21 goals and like 30 fights, but you know, he's been out of hockey. Yeah. Okay, buddy. You know, like again, if you're going to troll, like I, okay, but you just, you, you sound like an idiot, you know, like, Yeah. Yeah. Terry Ryan. And this is like the late nineties. Yeah. Everybody's going to get, every team's going to, nobody wants a guy that'll score 20 and fight 20 in the, in 1996. No, you know, shut up, you know, but yeah. So Terry, I I don't, sometimes you listen to the show, sometimes you don't, but, uh, if you are listening, well, we, he sent me a tweet after, but yeah, just keep on keeping on, man. No, and and it's cool. And I hope, uh, and I hope the kid does listen to, I mean, I'm sure he's got lots of people telling them, but no for young players. Yeah, Terry Ryan is. uh, I think even Terry would say is a cautionary tale. And uh, read his books. I encourage actually all my listeners, all you guys. uh, Terry Ryan's books are awesome. Tales of a First Round Nothing and his second ones, uh, second one as well, Films, Fight and Folklore. Tremendous, great writer. um, Has a degree in writing. yeah, I highly recommend them. They're really good. He's a great storyteller. Well, you guys, I'm sure the people listening to this have heard some Terry Ryan stories of some sort. He's been on. He has his own show. Plus, he's been on Spit and Jagless. He's been everywhere, and he's Ted Hitchcock, of the sure is he? Um, but yeah, great storyteller, and uh, and his books are uh, are tremendous. Those are I some of my favorite uh, hockey books. So definitely check those out. There you go, Terry. There's a plug for you, but. Uh, Let's get into this list, because I'm actually really curious about this list. Because again, I always say with these lists, um, I don't look at them ahead of time. I want to discover them with you guys. So my reaction that you get on the air is genuine. So uh, let's get into this list. But first, got to do uh, we, we got to pay some bills. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're into over-under, Sunday, Columbus is in Boston. Over-under is six. If you're into player props... Look into the Blackhawks and the Minnesota Wilds. Can Connor Bedard get a point? You can bet on it. Download the app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 hope ny or text HOPE-NY four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 Nine 7, seven 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 seven, or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort, twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after issuance. See DKNG slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright, NHL 2023, all rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, let's, uh, let's get into this list, shall we? Um, all right, I'm just gonna, uh, oh, I extended it. That's really good. I will, uh, check. It. It's in my email here, so. <clears throat> For those of you, if you're on social media, um, uh, definitely, uh, send me, uh, if you have, if you want to get a hold of me, send, send me a, uh, a private message. My DMs are open, as the kids say. Uh, if not, um, and you don't, and you're not on social media, like as I always say, you're smarter than the rest of us. Uh, send me an email, like these cats did, at hockeyfights at hotmail.com. I highly recommend that you do that. So, and, uh, yeah. Just, uh, tell me the good, bad, or otherwise. If you listen to the show, you don't listen to the show. Hey, big shout out, by the way, uh, Shout out to Brian out there. People are doing their Spotify lists. This cat man, I think he's listened to every second of every episode. Brian, I I want to thank you first of all for having lousy taste. Um, you know that's <laughs> no man. I I do. I really appreciate the fact that you that you uh, that you take the time to listen to the show and uh, definitely going to get you on the show. So uh, I won't throw your last name out there, but uh, in case you don't want that, but uh, I want to thank you. Very much, I, I I really do. It's very humbling, and I really do appreciate the fact that uh, that you enjoy the show and you listen to it all. You listen to it um, faithfully and religiously, and uh, over the over this past year. So, uh, yes, very cool, very cool when when I uh, when I hear things like that. It's very, um, I mean, that's the thing, and I've, I've said this before, I, folks. I'll get into the email here in a second, but. Um, I've said before that that's the that's been the real fun thing and the cool thing with the podcast is getting to, you know, interact with people with Brian and stuff like and just all the guys I've had on the show. And, um, you know, I've often said you, you sit down here and you yell into the microphone and you always kind of just think, is anybody going to listen to this or it's going out to the abyss? And I mean, I have, de- you know, I work with me here. It's just. It's sort of just a, it's a kind of a, just a mindset. I mean, obviously you see the numbers. I know people are listening, but um, I, I'll, I can I'll always remember the first time I started and the first few times you probably weren't getting a lot of listeners at all or people out there when they first start their podcasts and, you know, you literally can count on two hands how many people are listening um, and it can get really frustrating at times for sure. And, uh, you know, because everybody likes to think, oh, when I start, I'm going to have 10,000 people listening to me. Well, that's That's not realistic. So... Um, so you often wonder, Oh man, am I doing this? Is anybody listening? So when you get validation that people are, and then, and it's, and it's cool. Like I said, that's, that's always been fascinating to me that here I am sitting in my basement in Saskatchewan talking and there's people over in the UK listening or, you know, wherever, you know, and Poughkeepsie to Des Moines to Moose Factory. Ontario uh people are listening to the podcast so it's cool man and yes there is a place called Moose Factory um bad dudes man from out there um but um you know th- the fact that people listen it's very it's humbling and uh and then when you get the feedback from people that hey man I listen to your show I really enjoy it and everything um yeah it, hey it's cool man you, you 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 sit here and you 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 look up things and you create and, and you're a creator Um, and this is your art, right? This is the, you know, I'm putting out there for people. You put yourself out there and, um, and you know, uh, it's funny though. You can get you can get a, a, you know, a a dozen positive emails, but the one negative one is the one you remember. Um, but, uh, and that's, that's probably true in some ways. And I have received negative feedback and um, I'm not that I stay up at night dwelling on it, but you remember it, uh, you know, fortunately, I haven't gotten many, but yeah, you get some. And I mean, every once in a while, a guy in the fight group will take. Oh yeah, but hey bro, you're a listener. Your show it sucks. Well, okay, it sucks then. You know, whatever. Yeah, most of the time, I'm like, yeah, I agree. But uh, you know, but you you remember the little shots. But every once in a while, you know, you get you get some emails from people that it's like, like holy shit, this dude actually took the time to sit down and like craft sentences all just to shit on my podcast, like you could just turn it off. Like, yeah, Jesus. Okay, all right. But, uh, some people are, they want you to know much like it. I like I told the one guys, this is an airport. You know, I'm never listening to your show again. Just so you know what I've listened to a bunch of, episodes of these shows lately, they just suck. And it was something about ice wars. You have too many ice wars guys on and, Blah blah blah, your show's the shits or whatever. I'm like, okay, well it's like if you telling me on Twitter, I'm like, well this isn't an airport, you don't have to tell about you don't have to tell people about your departure. It's like, yeah, bye. Like, just shut it off then. I mean there's been podcasts I listen to that I I just Yeah, you know, I don't wanna you just I don't listen to them anymore. I just you know, I didn't or I listened to him once and it's kinda eh, you know, it's not my thing. I don't email the guy or send him a private mail by the way, I try to listen to your show with blows okay like whatever i mean i mean there's people that have podcasts that i personally don't like uh, but i'm not going to send them emails and shit talk them and or go on social media and do it like i just don't listen i just ignore them you know so i whatever that's the way of the world right um anyway i've been really rambly here tonight for some reason i don't know i'm just sitting in the dark and rambling but no i want to thank brian again for that for the message and uh and for always for listening and and there's lots of you guys out there nick and rob and all of you uh you know of course jay and alec have always been supportive and joe and we have our little group we always we're always talking and bouncing ideas off each other and um i know if i need a quick guest or a, a quick spot or something they'll do it and um yeah man Tony, all those guys, NAPES, all the boys, and, uh, yeah, and I want to thank all you guys, uh, Well, you know, while I'm doing this, but, um, yeah, so like I said, it, uh, you whenever you get validation that people are listening and enjoying it and stuff, it, it's cool, and, uh, but, uh, but like I said, it's also, I have, I have no problem with constructive criticism, criticism either, I mean, if you do, if I if I don't know I'm doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. So that's what I always say to people. Like, yeah, send me a message or an email or whatever. And just be, hey, I listen to the show and I disagree with this. Or you should do this more. Or you do this too much. And, you know, and okay. Because if I don't, no one says anything to me, I don't know. Um, So absolutely, I'd love to hear from all you guys. So yeah, definitely get a hold of me. But um okay, now in saying that, check the email here okay sorry folks we're stopping to start i'm getting emails and i'm getting messages and wife's yelling at me from upstairs um so my apologies here i'm kind of uh, sorry folks, i think this episode i've kind of been i've been freaking all over the place and uh, oh boy i don't know if these friday night uh recording set late recording sessions are uh What what kind of results they're producing here We'll see, I don't know, 46 minutes of a lot of nonsense so far Oh, here I am talking, like, my other shows are real fucking You know, real with-it productions Um, anyway, um So this email from Tyler, uh Yes, Tyler, yeah Did I even say that? I apologize if I said a wrong name earlier But Tyler, um what happened was, is, I don't know, back in the day, he references it. Um, I can't remember offhand, the conver- I apologize, I don't remember the exact one we had this conversation. Um, but he and I had talked about, um, it was something on the message board. we kind of, It was one of the topics, it was like, uh, what could have been type of thing. And uh, he kind of said, like, you know, he listens to the show and he's like, uh, yeah, you, you know, you could do a topic on that. You should, you know, and I said, well him and I and I, I kind of got a hold of him privately and I said to him I said well um well why don't you come on the show and you and I'll talk about it and he said well I'll I'll pretty nervous I will, I'll let you know um and then I'm like well if you whatever you want to get a hold of me and to be completely honest I've had this conversation with a lot of people um over the you know last three or four years that I've been doing the show I have privately talked to oh a 100 plus people and about coming on the show and they kind of give you the maybe sometime i'll let you know and i basically at this point i'm like telling people when you decide if you want to come on get a hold of me and this goes to anybody listening too if you want to come on the show get a hold of me because i have talked to so many people and it's not a personal i'm not taking a shot at you or a personal thing i don't remember who i talked to my dms are literally filled up with old messages and and I don't have time to go through them. And who did I talk to? Did I say I was going to get back to this guy? And, um, if I didn't, I apologize. If I said I was going to get back to you and I didn't, I apologize. It was not a personal thing. Um, I try to stay on it, but if it's, a, if I don't write shit down, it's, uh, it's lost. But anyway, I had told Tyler to, when he figures it out, get, wants to do it, get a hold of me. Anyway, long story longer, he sends me an email. And basically, it's like, hey, Darren, I know we had talked a long, long time ago when we come on the show talking about the what could have been segment. Well, a couple of my friends and I who are big fight fans uh, and we listen to your show, I especially listen to your show. They've listened to a f- I've turned them on to your they do enjoy your podcast as I've turned them on to a few episodes. Um, anyway, we had to do a road trip and the three of us were sitting around and we ba- I brought this subject up. And this is our list that we came up with for your listeners. Unfortunately, and I hate to do this, all of us are too chicken shit to come on the show. Um, I know you said it's not going to be a big deal, and I believe you, but we're just a little shy and whatever. But So I apologize for not coming on the show, but we did want you to cover the topic because I think it's a good one. So here's our list that I know you like to discover the list on the air so i will send you a separate email that you uh that you can wait and open when you are recording if you want to choose to do this show i think it'd be a good one though i really think our list is is pretty solid uh lo- love to hear waiting to hear your comments on it uh looking forward to your review well tyler and friend you didn't put your the boys on there boys i want to thank you for taking the time to uh to discuss it, see, this is the cool thing about the show. Um, I I think it's, it's really cool that it produced a conversation. That's what this show is about, right? Producing conversation, and you guys uh, came up with a list, and uh, I'm looking forward, let's discover this list. And, uh, yeah. And it's a shame, Ty, you didn't want to come on the show, but I understand, um, you know, um, maybe someday, uh, you know, if you, get, you know, get over the... Uh, the nervousness. It's uh, see that's what I always say. I've said I've had numerous players that didn't want to do the show. I've had lots of people that don't want to do the show. Scotty, listening, um, that uh, they're nervous, um, and I get it. Um, it's easy for me to say don't worry about because I've done so many episodes now. I am used to just yapping into this microphone. But I do remember way back when when old Dan Colachico had me on the Obey the Puck show for the was my very first time and. Um, yeah, I was nervous as shit. And then of course Dan went and met, really messed with me and changed the questions up. But, uh, so I understand your nervousness. I'd like to think, um, hopefully I make the guests feel comfortable. And, uh, I've been told I do, um, which is good. And, and Jay has told me if anybody out there is having, uh, uh, reservations to, uh, get a hold of him and he'll, he'll let them, he'll give them the, uh, the Yelp review, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I can't, uh, that's I always telling I can't take you to the end of the show, unfortunately. And because everyone says the same thing, I can't believe how fast that went. And when with players, it's like, oh, I can't believe you brought up names I haven't thought of in 20 years. Every one of them has said that. But the name, the main thing that every guest always says is, I can't believe how fast that went. And, um, and a lot of guys who were really nervous at the start, once you get, I think once you get into it and you start talking, especially, and again, it's not like we're solving for x here, like we're not doing math problems. Um, you know, it's, I'm not going to hit you with anything um, out of the blue. So, um... No, I think i like I said, I can't talk you into it, and I don't wanna have to talk someone into it I don't want people i don't want- I don't want guests to come on the show and be like have anxiety for three days about coming on the show and can't sleep at night and whatever. I don't want that for anybody, so i you know if you're gonna go through all that, no, please don't come on the show but um no, I mean, but at the end of the day it uh believe me, it's uh I th- I think it's a fun you'll enjoy it and uh and I and believe me, once you do it 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 becomes it's like anything, right? It becomes easier. But I think even mid interview you'll find you'll forget you're doing an interview and you just we're just two idiots talking. So two fight fans talking, so but uh, anyway, to get to this list here, Tyler, again, you and the boys, I know you guys are listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I'm really looking forward to doing the list, regardless of how the list comes out. I always say with these lists, I kind of want them to be shitty because then it's funnier that way. But uh, I'm sure you guys, I know you guys are fight fans and I mean, and uh, um, going by our, my Tyler and I our interactions and stuff. He, uh, he knows what he's talking about. So I, I can't see this list being that bad. So, but I know, but I'm that's cool what you sent me too, though. I appreciate that because I know, you know, I like uh, learning these lists with you guys. So, all right, here we go. Um, to the list, here are our top 10 um, shooting stars is what they put. So, <clears throat> all right, here's the list that we came up with in the car. Uh, hope your guests, hope your listeners enjoy this. Uh, and it's really in no particular order, but we did have to, you obviously wanted it 10 through one, Uh but really they, these could all be interchangeable. We think the first couple though are pretty solid, one, two, and threes. Um, again, for the listeners, this is not just for guys that played three or four games, but guys who maybe played two or three, even two or three seasons, but just they were sporadic or they didn't get in every game. They did a lot of scratches, healthy scratches, or were just injury plagued. Or self-destructive. Okay. So I think people understand. I guess when we get. We'll get to this list here. And you got, we'll understand what you're talking about. But. <clears throat> Number 10. Trevor Gillies. With only. He played 57 games. Uh, always intense. Always willing. Uh, it's a real shame that the guy didn't play in the 80s and 90s. As we all in the car thought. He certainly would have had a much longer career than 57 games. Um. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, Gillies was awesome. Of course, he had a lengthy uh, minor league career, um, played right up until he was 40. One of the guys that, um, intense, I I always said, I think Trevor Gillies can make coffee nervous. Um, Yeah, intense guy, took the role ultra serious. Again to I as I said earlier with Joe Lacido who calls him Chronicles, he has like a five part interview with Gillies. It's go back it's awesome. And Gillies like remembers everything and just he, he's a good storyteller and but as he's talking, you can feel his intensity even as he's talking about the incidents. And um, yeah, he took the role serious and uh, played it right till he was forty his knees coastly with Orlando smoking guys then. Uh, even when he was in Orlando I said toughest guy in the, in hockey in the East Coast League. But yeah, Gillies is a bad dude and um yeah, what uh, what more is it to say with Trevor Gillies? That's a good call. Um, number 9. Ah, uh, there you go. Fraser McLaren. Yeah, 100 games played, uh but never really a full season uh was sort of played sporadically. Uh, and never really got a, a, a real chance to show what he could really do. Uh, it's unfortunately he got hurt. Um, yeah, Fraser McLaren, I agree. Um, course, he had the knee issues, uh, and probably, and his timing wasn't great. Came along to probably one of these guys, I'm sure it'll probably be a theme in this list, but one of those guys that kind of just came around 10 years too late, um, but was a great, t- was a great tag team partner with Colt Nor had some great fights in the NHL, big, had some great fights in the Western Hockey League. Again, uh, to cite my YouTube channel, I have a bunch of Fraser McLaren fights in the Western Hockey League that I highly encourage you to check out. Actually check out his one with Lucic. He drops Lucic in the Western League. Um, yeah, McLaren was a bad dude, man. And it's a shame about the injuries. And, uh, I think there was some off ice, some stuff going on there too. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Fraser McLaren, big fan. Number eight, Patrick Cote. Great rookie year. Uh, Fortunately, then the drug bust, and that was the end of Patrick Cote. So self-induced. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that's self-destruction on Cote's part. Fortunately, he got mixed up with the wrong people in Quebec with the mob and stuff and the angels and all that. And, uh, again, it's not like I'm talking out of school. He was in jail for 14 years for bank robbery. I believe he's out now. But, um, you know, there's issues and stuff, which is unfortunate. But when he uh was initially up with Dallas, played for a few games, uh played in the IHL with uh Michigan, the K Wings, uh was a solid player, good player. I mean, he was a enforcer was his role, but I mean he you know he knew what to do with a little black thing rolling around out there. Um but his rookie year with the Predators, he was great, had 30 fights, uh was strong, man, looked good in a lot of them, buckled McCarthy, had a couple of KOs. Um yeah, Kote was great, and then he you know, got busted at the border, and uh, uh, yeah, and that, and that was the end of his, uh, his NHL career, and then he spent the next bunch of years in the LNH playing with Laval, and, uh, you know, and getting into off-ice shit, so um, that was self-destruction, unfortunately, but yeah, Patrick Cote, um, if he had kept his head on straight, uh, was a solid big guy, solid player, could skate, and, uh, and mean it, well, I've had a number of people on this show and they talk about Patrick Cote and a bunch of them uh, numerous times have said he's the meanest guy they ever played against. And, uh, yeah. And you bring that to the NHL, man. Definitely. He, uh, he, he could have been something, uh, number seven. Oh, now go going to minimize my screen. Uh, number seven, Wade Brookbank. Wow, that's an interesting pick. Uh, Wade Brookbank, former guest of the show. There's another interview you guys should listen to. Um, 127 game 127 career games. Um, we all just felt that again, probably came on too late. Uh, never really got his, just, his just due with played sporadically with a bunch of teams. Um, but really did he ever get beat? Question mark. That's, I've never thought of it that way, but that's very true. Um. Uh, and I think, you know, Wade going undrafted and all that and kind of came out from junior A from Melville and the SJHL and, uh, really started in the West Coast league, fought central league in, in Oklahoma, took the long road and fought every year he fight. His fight card in the minors is tremendous. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, again, yeah, Wade was a bad dude, man. And you go back and watch some Wade Brookbank NHL fights. You ain't seen him get beat up and he's fighting everybody. It's very true. And uh you know, he had that great debut with the with the Canucks at Hockey Night in Canada when he buckled Oliwa and uh and it was sailing from there. And uh yeah, sporadically in and out of the lineup. Unfortunately only you know, the the hundred games. I mean granted he still played a hundred some games in the NHL, but no, I know where you're going with this. Um Yeah. I agree. Uh, number six, big Steve McIntyre, only 91 games, but was a wrecking ball when he did play, uh, big guy, just felt he never, we never, he never got an opportunity, um, but much more, but played much more than just a couple game guy, like IE by Lois Engelstad. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, like the whole Marat like, I guess that was what their point with the list was, is like, we're going to talk about McLaren or Engelstad or by that, or, you know, um, I'm assuming that, you know, what mentioning them as examples that, you know, like the three or four game guy, like, I mean, every, Yablonski with one game and stuff, well, obviously everybody wanted them to get more games, but I think this is a guy, for, you know, that played a season or two. It was just, it just ne- they could just never seem to like latch on. They were always bubble and scratches and everything else. So no, I get what you're doing with this list. I like it. This is a good list. Um, I am agreeing with all your picks here. Um, yeah, McIntyre again, it, it's, uh, I've said with Steve, um, uh, yeah, again, another guest of the show. Um, a guy was a. For a big guy, for as big as he, Most people, if you've noticed, does even with Chara or guys like that, when they're really big, they look gangly and awkward, even when they're that big and, they, and they're skating. It's, they just look clunky and. There's just. Because they're so big. McIntyre actually skated really smooth for a guy his size and uh, could skate. Uh, I think problem with McIntyre, and this is just my opinion. Um, I think his fuse was too long. Um, and I think a lot of time he'd always fight everybody, but he was always, I think he'd over, not overreact. He'd react instead of creating, um, like act, don't react. Sort of, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I, and I think that really hurt him sometimes. Um, but when he threw down, man, devastating and, uh, Yeah, again, another guy, probably the product the era. Just wrong time. Or just maybe just wrong organizations. Just couldn't get into the one that would get you the time. Get you the playing time. And it's unfortunate because McIntyre definitely could have had a a Bougard-like impact, I think. Um, Because I think he was, in my opinion, he was every bit of the fighter that Bougard was. And they're pretty much the same size. Um, Yeah. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he just didn't get the Minnesota spot, right? And it's just seems where you end up and just what teams, you know, what their coach or management thinks at the time. And um, it certainly wasn't for lack of tough. Oh, he couldn't hang in the NHL. Well, clearly he could. Um, But, you know, just you don't have the spot, right? So, yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, Number five, Dennis Bonvey. That's an interesting pick. He played 92 NHL games. Well, of course, he's the AHL's all-time penalty minute leader. Stop, start, stop, start could never seem to catch on with the team and hang long enough to really settle in. Um, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, it's interesting. I think, I think what happens with a lot of, with guys like that, um, and this again, this is just my opinion, but like with a by Lois or, or a, a Steve McLaren or whatever, I think once you get that or any, uh, it doesn't have to just be goons. I, I, Sorry with the word goons, but you know what I'm saying? Um, just with yeah, scores and anything. I mean, <clears throat> uh, I think once you get that li- that label of minor leaguer put on you, that's it. And um, and there's nothing you can do to shake it, and you just don't get an opportunity. Um, like I would say, you look back at the AHL, I don't know, I thought, whoever the lead, who's the lead? Jeff Christian, is he the leading scorer? Jacques Callender is the leading scorer of IHL history or whatever. Like, he couldn't have played in the NHL. Like, seriously? Like every guy in the NHL was better, like, or like back in the IHL day, like Rob Brown and Steve Maltese and those guys with 130 points every year. Like, oh yeah, they couldn't have played in the NHL. Like every guy in the NHL was better than they were? Of course not. But it's just, you get to that point, right? Where it's just, you know, it's just, you have that label put on you. Um, and it's the same thing with these tough guys. Like, was McLaren or Engelstadt or, or Bondi or whatever, where was ever were every guy in the NHL tougher than they were? No. But it was just that's just the spot you had and 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 yeah and Bonvie I mean it was I think at the same time Dennis Bonvie while well, he's going into the American Hockey League Hall of Fame here um, I think he became such a freaking cult hero in the in the cities he was playing in I think the minor league owners just didn't want to give him up because it would probably hurt sales at the gate seriously um, I mean the dude like Wilkesbury and shit and yeah the guy was a hero. So, and I think, I think actually maybe, uh, with a lot of these guys, I think their, their popularity might've actually hurt them in, in, in some ways. Um, you know, that's just my opinion, but, uh, there you go. Number, number four. Bob Gassoff, well there you go he played three and a half seasons died at 23 um obviously we we're too young to see but we've read we heard the legends and uh it's a real shame that the world lost Bob gassoff and uh not only a on personal level but as fight yeah as fight fans exactly I mean you know you get a lot of the older guys there you know gassoff's name has always always come up and it's kind of it's it's always what that what could have been and, uh, you know, made a big impact with the Blues for three years and unfortunately died in a motorcycle accident and, uh, at 23. And, uh, so we never really got to see, but again, kind of, you know, he's 510, you know, 190 or whatever, but kind of that 300 minutes and, you know, the, the sort of the stories of legendary of, of Bob Gasoff and the minors and a junior and stuff. So, and, and, and his brief run in the NHL. So, um, yeah, good call there, Bob Gasoff um number three Stephen Pete yeah it's interesting 130 games played uh uh always injured uh you know up and down could never seem to uh catch a break uh and then unfortunately with his off ice issues um yeah I mean huh Pete that's interesting I never hmm yeah, I guess, because I I, I, I don't know why I thought he played more games than that, because um, really, when he played, that's not even two seasons, well, two seasons would be 160, right, and he played, what, 130, so yeah, okay, yeah, that's weird, I thought he was around longer than that, um, yeah, I know he had, he had some real tough injuries, I think he had a, the real bad one was an ab injury, I think, but yeah, Pete was awesome, I mean, again, Western League guy, I remember why I, I watched him grow up, and uh you know, write it from 16 years old fighting Scott Parker and Rocky Thompson at 16. And they they were like legit heavyweights in the league. Um, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. Um, his life after hockey has been really, really screwed up. And I mean, there were some features there on CBC. It's on YouTube. You can, if you type it up, they'll, the, the news features will come up. So I really hope he gets the help that he needs. And, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he was a bad dude, man. And, uh, definitely before injuries, he, he could have been a real contender, uh, Pete was badass. He was a high draft pick too. I believe he was a second round pick. Uh by Anaheim, I want to say. Um Yeah, I'm a big fan of Stephen Pete. And uh like I said, uh hopefully he gets the help he needs. But uh yeah, and in, in in terms of his uh in terms of his, his NHL career, he, he was in some great tilts and uh yeah, before injuries and everything else it's definitely uh that's a real solid pick of what uh what could have been. Um Number two, Troy Crowder. Oh, there you go. 150 games will always be known, of course, for beating Probert. But, but really, he was up and down, stop and starts. He got hurt, lost, lost the passion. Never really had the heart of a fighter, which is a shame because he had all the tools. Um, yeah, man, Troy Crowder. That it. Yeah, again, I think a lot of people. Um, and I and I, I'm not gonna lie, I've been critical of Troy Crowder not the person but just as fight fans talk and I've been critical of Troy Crowder on the show many times. I've always said Crowder he had the one year really. He had the one kind of you know I think it was 50 some games he played with New Jersey the year he had the you know he beat Probert and whatever. Um you go back and look I believe he had 18 fights that year. I, I always said Troy Crowder had a four four fight career. Um, you know, the two fights with Probert, the fight with Chikrin and the fight with Cox and, uh, but everybody wants to talk like, oh, he was, you know, top five of all time. And it's like, really? Like, yeah, I think he had 30 some fights in his career in the NHL. Um, he certainly had the tools and I know he was a, he was a Canadian Olympic boxing prospect at one time, but I think his his heart, well, I don't think, I know, because he said it in interviews, his heart was never in the enforcer role. And, um, You know, which I get you could for the for a guy his size and the way he could hit because I mean you look at that fight with chicken was just devastating. But um, he certainly had the tools. But again, I know when they traded for him to Detroit, fortunately, they gave up Randy McKay to get Crowder. Uh, I think New Jersey's thinking they made that was a that was a steal. Um, he got hurt right away and, uh, then was out of the game, then came back with LA and Vancouver and was never the same. Um, you know, just wasn't there, but, uh, yeah, no, that's a really good one. Cause Troy Crowder, obviously you saw what he could do, uh, when primed up and, and ready to go. So yeah, that's a good one. And I'm a kind of bet you, yes. Number one, yeah, Link Gates. Well, there you go. What more is there to say? Link Gates was a sh- was a shooting star. Uh, unfortunately, his off ice self destruction that, that doesn't need to be do- that doesn't need to be talked about, as everyone already knows. Um, but really, did not play even really a full season. But his fight with Probert is proof enough of what could have been. The missing link would have been a legend. Uh yeah, I agree. L- miss- uh, missing link. Well. Link Gates, yeah, he should have had a ten year career. And uh unfortunately, um yeah, it didn't work out that way through self dis Well, the thing with him is it was a car accident, but he wasn't even driving. That's the shitty thing. Um yeah, and it was uh he had ended up with a, a brain injury and uh he had to really he had to learn to walk again and uh that ended his NHL career. Um of course he ended up, you know, obviously coming back and playing a you Know in the minors and had that started that whole odyssey, um, but yeah, man. I said, like, uh, like sometimes you show the fights with Koser and Koser's drilling them, and uh, you know, everybody, oh, yeah, uh, you know, look at it. Well, yeah, you're looking at Koser drilling, or you're noticing he isn't backing down, he keeps coming. He's like the goddamn Terminator, man, he's just eating punches and walking through them and like still coming. And then, you know, where most guys are ducking and diving and turtling and. He's just standing there taking it, um, you know, so he had the chin and, you know, then the fight with Probert and the Cow Palace in San Jose, and they just go toe-to-toe and just an absolute war, and yeah, man, Link and, like, well, Jeff Rogers said on this show and everything else, he was, a, he was a great skater, he was a great player, he should have had a 10-year career, um, you know, and he, he if he had, it would have, could you imagine if, I mean, ever, you know, yeah, he had the off-ice issues and stuff, and everybody always said says, well, Bob Prover had off-ice issues too, and he managed 900 games, right? There's lots of guys that have issues that have in, that end up having like lengthy careers. Maybe they could have been a lot better productive-wise, but they did still play it that many games. And I think if Gates could have done that, we would have been talking about him as an all-timer. I'm not saying he would have been the toughest of all time, but he would have been in top tens for sure. And, uh, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of people's opinions. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame. But, uh, boys, I can't, uh, I want to thank you again for sending that list and and discussing it. And that was cool. Uh, Tyler, I wish you'd come on the show and done it, but I get it. That's cool. I still appreciate the fact that you sent it in and we can talk and, uh, you gave me, you gave me content anyway. I didn't have to go look stuff up. So I appreciate that. You made my life easier, but, uh, that was a great list. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, we could sit here all day and talk, you know, uh, Brent Myers, or you know, or whatever Sean Antosky or Alex Stoynoff. I mean, you know, we could, you know, there's always guys Kevin Sawyer, there's always guys we could talk about, Garrett Burnett, etc. Um, but Rocky Thompson, you know, um, because I think he only played about 30 games. Um, you know, what could have been the shooting star kind of thing? So, no, that was that was a great list. I, I, I fully agree with it. I, again, yeah, I mean, you could, oh, well, Pete should have been 10 and this guy should have been six. I, you know, whatever in terms of, uh, you know, but just the, the 10 names you threw out. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It was, uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of them. So thank you, uh, for sending that in. And, uh, yeah, guys, there we go. There is the, the, it's a Saturday episode instead of Sunday. I don't, I don't know if this, what this will produce, but for some reason it's founded this, this, I don't know. For some reason, after I'm done shows, I have a, you get different feelings sometimes. For some reason, I just think this is schlocky. I'm kind of all over and rambling. I'm, well, I always ramble. I was going, when I, when I went upstairs, I was telling, I told Lisa, I'm like, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm rambling. And she's just like, no, really? I'm like, yeah, okay. I said, well, it's not that. It's just these asides. I'm trailing off. I don't know what I'm doing down here. It's like I'm a bunch of beer in, but I'm no beer in. I haven't even touched alcohol today. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I should have got a few in. Oh, damn it. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, guys, it is 1141 PM here, so I think we're going to call it a night, but, uh, yeah, Friday night. Yeah, the wife's working on an art project for Christmas and, uh, for her classroom, but I'm down here yelling at microphones about, uh, Link Gates and Stephen Pete. There we go. Friday night at our house at the Fourth Line Voice offices. But uh, once again, folks, as I was saying earlier, I want to thank everybody who takes the time to listen to the show. I know every day there seems to be a new podcast popping up. So um, the fact that you take time to listen to this show, I greatly appreciate it. Like I said, please get a hold of me on social media or email me at at hotmail.com And I'd love to hear from you. And uh, download, don't stream. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah coming, hey, a couple weeks, and Santa will be coming down the chimney, so get your Christmas shopping done, if anybody needs my address, send me a DM, I'll shoot it over to you, uh, yeah, (laughs) uh, all right, Uh, enough of the silliness, let's get out of here, thank you guys, and, uh, we'll talk to you next week.